from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Gentlemen, start your engines! Well... I guess that's our new start, our new opening. <laughs> well, I hadn't heard it before. Me neither. But you're in it. Well, that's what we can say. All right, well, we will uh, have to think about that one for a while. It's, it is different, but good morning. How are you doing uh, there, Alan? I'm doing good. Glad to see you be back here. Nice to have you back. And uh, Greg, nice to see you again. Well, just a matter of time. We held out, and just like we told uh, NASCAR, said uh, when they when when they quit running for real, uh, we quit, and we talked to NASCAR and said, "When y'all come back on, we'll do our best to come back on," and we fulfilled that. And I'm excited about being here. And yet, the uh, the intro's good because they got Allen in there, which they've been needing to do. They got Alan in there, which I do like that part. I mean, that was something I told them uh, they needed to do. But uh, I don't. Uh, let me think about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like Tony Holman saying, "Gentlemen, start your engines from oh, Indianapolis." It ain't no better than that. No, I mean that's, he. I mean that's that's just he practically he didn't invent the the, the phrase, but uh, he hired the guy that did Wilbur Shaw. So anyway, they put it together and. Uh, Glad to get Alan as a part of it. So we've uh, had, what, six weeks off. I think the last time we had a show was Pi Day. It was March 14th, 314. And um, seems like a long time ago, but I, what was that, like six or seven weeks off? Six, seven weeks off, but come back in here this morning. It seems like it was just uh, two or three weeks ago now. The weather's about the same as it was in March. Oh, yes. <laughs> really chilly out there today. Uh, got a few races going on this weekend and stuff and dirt racing, but uh, kind of glad we're going to take the weekend off. Uh, it's a little cool out there for me. You know, he's, he's older people now. We kind of like this warm weather. <laughs> well, um, we want to hear all about it. Alan's got a whole sheet of paper here for uh, for the rundown on the local stuff that... Um, but you did run Cherokee last week, right? Yeah, we, we tried to run Cherokee last week. Uh, made a few laps, crashed a few laps, and uh, went back out and crashed a couple more times. <laughs> In front of uh, empty grandstand. Empty grandstands that really didn't feel right. Uh, let me tell you, when you sit standing on pit road and you look up there and you don't see nobody up in the stands, it's, it's just not the same. I mean... Uh, it's not the same. I mean, that, that's just... It's not, it's not the same as... Uh, how could football players, and I know that, you know, play a, a college football Boy. game like Clemson, Carolina or something, and... Not yet, hold on. You know, how could they do that? How could those players get pumped up without them fans? You know, that, that, that's a tough deal. That's us. Uh, 
stood there, you know, played a national anthem. Everybody's standing up on the grandstands and stuff like that. We stand there on pit road and uh, playing national anthem, and it just kind of, it just didn't seem the same. I mean, well, that's, you need fans. Oh, you got to have fans. If and you, uh, if you ain't got fans, I don't know why I'm racing. Yeah, except for a trophy. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people say that's what they're racing for anyway. But you gotta, you know, the, the fans are a huge part of it, yeah. and they'll be back. But you know. Maybe every third seat. <laughs> yeah, every third. What, what? What's the magic number? Six feet. And and went through Bojangles this morning. Got me a biscuit, and the guy come to the window, and he said, "I heard you back on the radio station this morning." So, uh, pretty good thing here. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think we got Ronnie on the phone here. Ronnie, are you with us? I sure am. How you doing, Sorry buddy? I'm there in the station with you, but I'm I'm listening to you. Well, we miss you, and. Uh, you're always, as I said, going to be a part of the show until you decide to come back in, if you decide to come back in. But we're glad to hear you, and you just uh, you call in any time and uh, give us your two cents worth. I hope you have remained uh, healthy, you and your family, over this uh, layoff we've had in this pandemic. I have. I hadn't got to see my family, really, because my daughter and son-in-law are both first responders, so they haven't really wanted to get around me because of uh, all the, the members of the public they have to come in contact with. But we're staying in touch by telephone, so just hanging in there. Well, it's good to hear you, and uh, you uh, are missed in the studio. I, I, I was thinking you'd probably decide to start coming back once uh, Greg starts buying his lunch again. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah, we were going to... We were going to do that today, and I told Ronnie, I said, look, I said, I know you're not ready and you got a lot of stuff going on, but I said, listen to the show, and I thought the weather would be better, and I said, come on, eat lunch with us. There's no place to eat, Greg. I know that. That's the reason we ain't going to eat lunch. <laughs> well, I, I done figured out we need to design a car that's got a table inside of it. Everybody's having to eat in a car now. You go through the drive-thru, you sit and eat in the car, let's just get you a car with a table in it. Well, this is the Beacon Drive-In Studios, and... uh yep. That used to be part of our family's uh, every uh, uh, Saturday night. Would we load up in? We had a '58 Chevrolet station wagon, one of the ugliest cars I've ever seen. And uh, but we'd pile in there to go to the Beacon and order our food, and they'd come out there and hang the tray on the window. And I don't think they do the tray thing anymore. But uh, I went by the Beacon last Saturday night, and the parking lot was pretty dadgum full with people uh, eating in the car, eating in cars, curb hops, sitting on tailgate. Yep. And uh, having a good time. Yeah. Well, we got a great show today. Uh, Greg, who'd you come up with? Well, at uh, about 10, 22 or close around that thing, we're going to have the famed Dr. Jerry Punch. Uh, been a staple in NASCAR for years. Uh, done football games. Uh, I, Perry, I think he said it what 20-something years with the Indy 500. He's a super nice guy. He's a good, he's actually a physician, and uh, he he just loves racing and just wants to do whatever he can do to, to help things. And uh, matter of fact, he was going to be on the show right before we cut it off. And as soon as I called him back, he said, "Let's go." Yeah, he was the first guest we didn't have. Yeah, so now he's back, and uh, and he's at ten twenty, and then at eleven o'clock, you've got us another good one who's going to have a lot to talk about. Well, we got a hold of. Uh, uh, Carrie Tharp, President Darlington, and they know how 
much we like Darlington and how key, Darlington is the key to the circuit. And uh, this will be the first time that they do one of those deals. Like you talk about no fans. They said they something about uh, going to try it, hold it down to like 700 people per team or something. No, 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 no. It's 700 people, period. It's I think they've got 16 people per team. And uh, yeah. somebody multiply that by 40 real quick. And I think the difference in that's officials and some press. So yeah. uh, it's 700 total. Yeah. They may have, Penske may have 700 he could bring, but not, not too many other teams I don't, you know, uh, would bring that many anyway. But no, it's 700 total people. Absolutely. And I think that also, well, Kerry can tell us at 11, but I think that also includes the first responders and everything. I mean, it's, and, and the motorhomes. Well, I should let him tell this, but, you know, they're going to be spread all over the track. It's not like they've got the motorhome uh, section, you yeah. know, fenced in. The, tra- they, the trailer the whole, lot, yeah. The whole infield is the motorhome section. Well, they're kind of doing that dirt racing. They allowed us uh, last weekend to have five people per team at the racetrack. Okay. And, you know, whenever you sit there talking about uh, Jada, Danny, me, and we got another boy, Daryl, that's only left one spot, and I bet you I had... 15 people call me won't know if they could get in one of them spots there i didn't call but i if i thought of it i might have <laughs> yep. and uh you know i mean that's five we had a couple of boys uh one of them was johnny persley he entered in both divisions over there but he brought an empty trailer in our division so he could get five more of his people into the racetrack wow so they have them all hidden inside the trailer like a Trojan no, horse? No. They popped out when he got he had, in? He just forgot to bring the race car. Oh, I see. <laughs> so he 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 had the people there. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, at Cherokee Speedway, they uh, they had your card number there. And whenever anybody come up to the gate and wanted to get in, they made you uh, sign your name right there. And they, they checked them off. And they made sure that there's only five people per team. Hmm. Ronnie, what do you think about that? I think that's awful strange. I understand what they're doing, but I just I'm I'm not ready to get back out yet, and I'm I'm staying here at home. I've sheltered in place this long. I'm not going to screw it up now. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm a very fortunate to have it. You know, they shut Charlotte down. Uh, I haven't been there. I think it was the week before. We did our last show. I think the last day I went to Charlotte was, uh, I worked for Wells Fargo in Charlotte uh, every other week. But uh, February, I'm sorry, March 8th, they uh, sent us all home or said, don't come back. And uh, it's, they do sometimes a twice weekly update. We had one on Monday and Friday yesterday, and uh, they've got no intention of opening up. the, The building I work in is, it's, Similar to the Pentagon. I mean, they say it's as big as the Pentagon. And wow. at any one time, there's 10,000 people in that building 24 hours a day. That's a lot of people. It is. It's called That's Customer Information Center. But the thing about it is, I would guess, and this is just a guess, but probably 4,000 of those people don't have to show up like me. I can do my job just as well from home as I can sitting in a cubicle, cubicle listening to everybody cough and sneeze around me. So, uh it's a work in progress. We'll see how it comes out. I'm hoping that maybe I won't have to go back. Well, Perry, for a long time, except except to go up there and, which they might even send it to you direct deposit, but to go up there and pick up that 
big paycheck you get now. They've I mean, been direct deposited since 2002. That's not a problem. Anyway, so. but, uh, <laughs> but somebody occasionally he had to go up there. So basically, well, it, it, the, the, the thing is, it's a cultural thing. Bosses want to see people to boss. I mean, it's, it's just like, I'll never forget years ago when I was with Wachovia and they did that. Uh, work from home thing. Actually, when it was Wachovia, worked from home for 23 months and uh, until they went under and, and Wells Fargo took over and said, we don't do work from home. But uh, when we first got that put in, I never forget my boss saying, well, who am I going to boss? And it's like, what? I said, boss, you can boss me on the phone. You can boss me in Spartanburg. I, you know, I'm you're still your subject, but you can't look at me and boss me. And that that that's that, that's kind of a factor. Uh, it is. It's a cultural thing. Bosses you know, want to see who they're bossing. Well, working, and two, there you got to realize not everybody has the the self discipline to actually do the work at home that they would do if they're sitting in front of the boss. You know what I do when I I've backslid just a little bit, but when it was Wachovia and most of the time now I get up. And take a shower and put on, you know, some decent looking clothes and, and go to work at the other end of the house. Just like I was going to drive to Charlotte and work. I don't right. uh, I don't go to work in my underwear or my pajamas or whatever. You know, I just I just I try to keep it like it's supposed to be. And and that is a discipline that I think some people have a problem with. But uh, it takes them about. Uh, not very long to see if your work is is as complete as it is when you're in the office as it is at home. So, uh, fortunately, it's not a problem for me. So no, well, Perry Perry's work ethics is unbelievable. Uh, it, that's where he should have been in the race industry. Uh, I didn't have enough brains to go down to your daddy and ask for a job. I We've talked you, about that a lot of times. I wish you had a. I do too, because it's been the right place, right time, but. Uh, Perry, you know, I know when not when to call. I mean, call and not call. But Perry gets up. He 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 works all the time working them different cases. All right, okay, all right. Let's get off of me and, and get back. Let's talk about racing here. Uh, well, talking what? To the first break. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad the show is back on the radio. I'm sorry I'm not any more part of it than I am. And hopefully I'll be back soon. Well, you will be, and you'll always be a part of it, Ronnie. We appreciate you calling in, buddy. All right. I'll, I'll be listening, and I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Talk to you Bye. later. Bye. Thank you, Ronnie. Bye. Well, All right. We talking about working from home, boys. Some of these race car drivers have been working from home for the last four or five weeks. Yeah, I got one of them fired. Uh, <laughs> Sponsor fired. <laughs> yeah. Fired. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later, maybe with... Uh, well, I mean, we, you know, it's no, probably the biggest thing that happened during this uh, break in the action was the uh, racing, which we are not going to spend two seconds on, the actual racing itself, the uh, virtual racing, but it did get Kyle Larson fired for, uh, I guess, letting his true self come out and using a racial slur in front of millions of people that uh, immediately got him canned. You know, if I was going to get canned, I, I, I believe I'd rather be canned if I was in the race car and actually hit somebody or they hit me and we got into a fight or something. But, I mean, it's, it's but they have to do it because there was, uh, in the off season, which is, this will gradually go away, 
but uh, so well, many people got watching that stuff. Well, at least it's saving the car owners money. I seen these boys take. Uh, I seen these boys take each other out, and they get mad. They get madder on this eye racing than they are in the race cars, and they can take each other. They, who was it waited waited for the boy the other day and uh, waited for him to come back around and hung a quick ride on him and they blanked him off. I mean, they you just, know, I, I haven't <laughs> kept up with it at all. I, I I don't know. I don't know who did that, but you know. Uh, was it Boyer that got Bubba Wallace ticked off and Bubba yep. quit? Yeah, Bubba quit. Well, and, and then so did... Uh, Cost him a sponsorship. Who, what was the sponsor? I can't even remember now. Uh, Whoever they were, though, they said, uh, you know, you're you're fired. They fired him right there on practically on the spot. Yeah. We don't want quitters. So, so that's been like the two big uh, ramifications of uh, screwing up on this virtual racing. So... Uh, well, like I say, we don't, we're not going to dwell on it much, but we, uh, me and Larry Burrow and, uh, uh Nelson's advice, uh, the show does have, will have by next week the access to do that. And what we do with it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody could, you know, sit there and tell us about a Formula One race or something that he's in. It's, it's crazy how you do it, but at least, uh, Start your engines is going to have that technology whether we use it or not. Matter of fact, I think they're going to have one this afternoon about three o'clock. Uh, I don't know if it's Norfolksboro. I think it's North yeah, Norfolksboro. Where uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. took them up there and let them do all the the taping and stuff like that of Norfolksboro. Kind of spruced the place back up and done, you know. Well, y'all watch it. I'm going to hang a ceiling fan. But we're gonna take our. First, <laughs> right. We're gonna, gonna be watching the We're gonna uh, but take we got our, that technology. We're gonna take our first break right now. When we come back, we'll have Doctor Jerry Punch. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay, so for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. 
Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Sentra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your haircut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. This is Derek Scott, the voice of the Gamecocks, and you're listening to Spartanburg's home for South Carolina sports. Fox Sports 1400, now on FM 98.3. Right now. Alrighty. Anyway. Coming back, uh... Having a little bit of difficulty getting Jerry Punch on the phone, but uh, we're going to try him again here in just a second. Well, I, I think it was a fact that I'm so good at writing phone numbers down that I gave Perry the wrong digit on one of them, so I feel pretty comfortable we're going to have him here in just a few minutes. All right. Uh, they did check our temperature over there at Cherokee Street way Punch. before we went in. And uh, Perry would start your if you had temperature, you actually got sent back, and, uh, back out across the racetrack Alan with your Hill team. And... I'd like to talk to you, Ain't few minutes, if you don't mind. And and sometimes your temperatures get a little warm over at Cherokee Speedway. You sound great. Okay, I'm gonna put you on hold. They uh. So. Okay, we got him. We got Dr. Punch here. Oh, we so, got Dr. Punch. Hey, Dr. Punch. Wait, wait just a minute. You there, Dr. Punch? I am here. Good morning. Good mo- good morning to you. I. Uh, couldn't read Greg's handwriting, so I left you a message on some stranger's phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a problem. That had, had you know, over the you're traveling a lot. People people call my house, and I never heard of before. But a lot of them call, and they, they but we, we we move a lot and change phone numbers so that so we we're not an easy target. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on, and I can tell you personally, this is one of my favorite interviews that we do every year. Um, I told Greg, I think you were the first guest that we didn't have. When we went off the air for six weeks or seven weeks because we didn't think we were going to have much to talk about. And then I said, well, Greg, I mean, see if you can get Dr. Punch back because if if we need anything on this show, we need a doctor with a racing background with what's going on. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. In fact, I was just uh, telling my colleagues here riding up the highway uh, some of my favorite Bud Moore and Greg Moore stories, uh, you know, being around the racetrack all these years. So two of my all-time favorite people. Well, I appreciate that. I hope they're not X-rated <laughs> or, or or have racial slurs in them or something. I mean, <laughs> no, no, not at all. 
Uh, and our other, uh, I've got to ask you this, our other um, cast member here, Alan Hill, his brother's Mike Hill that worked for Junior Johnson for so many years. I'm sure you know him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I remember, no, remember Mike and, and uh, boy, that, those teams those teams that Junior had uh, that worked with him had so, were so talented. Everybody on that team, you know, was, could have easily been a crew chief somewhere else, and many of them went on to become crew chiefs and major players. So, yeah, I know Mike, absolutely. Yeah, Jerry, uh, I'm his little brother. Uh, we run a little bit of dirt track down here in South Carolina. Uh, the racing's been in the family for a long time. Daddy had race cars, and Mike, he just went on from high school, and he went right on up through the ranks, and when he landed the job at Junior Johnson's, he told Junior, he said, you might can fire me, but I'm going to slip in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> well, Junior liked those kind of people, and, you know, back in that day, you know, Alan, you, you, you know, Junior hired people that if you had a job to do, uh, you worked until it was done. It wasn't just laying your tools down at, five, at 445 and start cleaning up, get ready to leave at 5. You stayed there until the job was done, and that's the kind of people Junior wanted, and that's what showed up when he went to the racetrack. Just like Bud Moore, you know, you, you did what you had to do to get the cars and the engines ready, and uh, there wasn't no, well, it wasn't a time clock you worried about. It was about, you know, being doing what was best for the team. Well, I remember one time Mike told me whenever he had uh, Jimmy Spencer driving for him, somehow or another up at North Rooksboro, they got a lap down, and Mike showed back up there on Monday morning, and uh truck driver was there for the that race car, and he looked, he said, well, we need race truck driver for Junior said, because you're going back to North Rooksboro till you find out what makes that car go fast. You're not going to embarrass me like that at North Rooksboro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, exactly. It's exactly. I, I, I uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember. You know, Junior. You know, that was his place, and that was that was the home turf. I'm surprised he didn't fire Jimmy on the spot or shoot him. Uh, <laughs> you know, one one or the other. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, it, yeah. And it, I'm sure they went right back up there and said, "We're going to figure this out, or you're going to figure. We we know how to go fast. Now you just got to yeah. figure it out." Well, one one more. Last thing about Mike, he's our he's our WeatherTech sports car expert now since he's involved with that Cadillac team, and uh, so we wonderful we, we call on him all the time. Doctor Punch, well, this, this, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. That's that's great. I love that series. Yeah, I do too. It's it's sort of morphing into NASCAR if you want to know the the way I'm looking at it. But um, you know, this is just unprecedented what's going on in racing right now, and. Uh, What's going to happen at Darlington and Charlotte in the next uh, 11 days or, well, actually, probably more than that now, but starting next Saturday. I mean, as a medical doctor, what do you think about all the precautions and everything they're taking to make this happen? Well, I think, first of all, I think we should all be, be vigilant. But I, but I and, um, and, and fortunately, where you guys are and where I am in Tennessee and a lot of states where we're in We've been we've been blessed not to have not to have been involved in one of the hot spots and and even though we've had people uh, test positive we've had loss of life uh, we've been you know our you know we learned very quickly that we were given a given a very effective way to, to control spread and that was uh, the, you know social distancing keeping people six feet apart wearing masks etc and people listen and I think that it's only appropriate that NASCAR be one of the first sports, if not the first sport to come back. And, and where else? Darlington, where it all started in, a, in terms of super speedways for NASCAR uh, to come back. I think NASCAR has been very, very uh, strict and, and they've been about what the rules are, social distancing, you must wear a mask, 
Uh, the teams will be separated in the garage area, even in the infield, if need be. Uh, you'll have temperature testing questionnaires. Uh, when you get there, you'll go through all that before you could even come in the track. That'll also happen probably sometime middle of the day and also happening as you're leaving. So uh, and the drivers have been told uh, that they will stay in their motor coaches. They will get there. They will go there and basically be quarantined. Uh, they will not be out wandering around, uh, the, you know, talking to other drivers and other people. Their communication with their crews will be primarily by phone, uh, and then they will leave that motor coach and walk out uh, and get in the car and race. They're really, really, really trying to make sure they keep everyone safe, and for several reasons. It's obviously the right thing to do, but the, the entire nation will be watching. Everyone will be tuning in and watching to see if NASCAR understands how, how crucial it is for the safety of everyone to maintain social distance, and, and can they do it this way? And especially the governor of Virginia. We already understand governors of North and South Carolina and Tennessee and Texas. They've opened up. But the governor of Virginia needs to be able to see that we can do it the right way so they can op- they'll open up their state and maybe allow them to run Martinsville uh, in a few weeks. So uh, a lot of people will be watching, and NASCAR wants to do it the right way because of that, but also because it's a safe thing to do for everyone involved, crew and drivers and everyone. We're talking to Dr. Jerry Punch on Start Your Engines, and um, that's what I was going to point out, Dr. Punch, that um, all eyes are going to be on NASCAR. I mean, this is, this is kind of their big moment. It, it is, and and NASCAR was one of the first, you know, big sports to come out of the South, go national, and and uh, it's so popular. And the, the other thing is, and now everyone's going to be watching. It's one of the first NASCAR or motorsports in general is geared specifically to be able to come back uh, because of the fact you can social distance, unlike the NBA or basketball, or football, where you're if you have contact, you're rolling around on each other or bumping each other. NASCAR, you're surrounded by a 3,500 pound stock car. So you have that safety parameter. Now, the cars are going to bump and rub, but fortunately, the drivers and crew members will be kept apart. Uh, and and so this is a chance for them to come back and not only showcase the sport, they showcase that we're really, really smart people, um, but also the fact it's a great way to get new fans. You know, the iRacing thing, they, they had over a million people watching the iRaces, those combined iRaces, uh, the gaming races that had never been around the NASCAR race, according to the surveys they did. So that means we're going to have a, maybe a lot of new eyeballs watching uh, what happens at Darlington, uh, you know, uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Dr. Punt, to tell you, that, the way he's explained all that, it, it, in my consumption or brain or thought, it, 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 it's perfect. Uh, you know, they're going to have to really think about uh, with some of these contact sports and some of those things that maybe which. I mean, I, I, we got to have our sports. We got to have our football, and we got to have our NASCAR and and this type of thing. But uh, I figured when NASCAR come in, from what uh, me and Perry and Alan could research and and find out that that they were going to definitely do it right, uh, and that's why NASCAR does things. Sometimes you know we, we'll criticize them on something, but I think we got to. Got a hats off to them on this one, and there'll be a lot of people watching that TV set. And it's going to be on consecutive days, practically. I mean, there's so many races, and to have two big races at Darlington on a Saturday and a Wednesday, and a couple of races in between, and then the 600 on Sunday, um, that's just mind-blowing. Dr. Punch, what do you think about, nope, I mean, I know they're going to qualify for Charlotte, but, I mean, 
uh, what's your opinion or, or how do you think it's going to work with uh, just pretty much off the truck and onto the track, line them up and race? Well, I think in the old days, we should do that on one of those one-day short track shows. We'd show up, and if it rained out practice qualifying, you lined it up and raced. And some of these drivers, I saw a tweet from Mark Martin. He said, boy, they'd be right in my wheelhouse. So just unload them and line them up and let's go. Because a half a dozen of us, half a dozen of us would be uh, hammered down by the time we got to turn one. Uh, and I think <laughs> that's, that's going to make it interesting. Uh, you know, when you qualify, the fast cars are all up front. And so the racing's good. But when you don't qualify, you don't practice. You don't know where the fast cars are, who's got the setup, and who's got what computer, and who's got a guy in the seat that's willing to push the button and drive the car and not let the car drive him. So I think this is going to be very interesting. It's going to be very entertaining. Um, I think, you know, and from that standpoint, I think uh, it's also going to, I think that it's going to probably play into the hand. Uh, they can just jump in there and go. Out of you know, out of semi-retirement, you know the driver Chip Ganassi. You got you know, you got the Kevin Harvick of the world. Those guys that have that experience and can just jump in the car and go. Some of the younger guys may be a little bit. We haven't had practice and haven't had time with the engineers. Well, you know, they may have to wait. They may it may take them a little while. Uh, but also the good the good thing from a car owner standpoint is you get to bring one car. You know, you don't have to load up two cars. You don't have to worry about tearing up something in practice and qualifying. You bring fewer crew members, which makes it safer. So. It's cost-effective, it's safer, uh, and you line up and you go. I think it was a few years ago they got to the brickyard and they didn't, had, everything was rained out. Practice qualifying was all rained out. They just lined up and raced and had a heck of a show. Well, speaking of the brickyard, I mean, uh, Indianapolis is, is my favorite track in the 500s, my favorite race, and you were there for so long. Uh, and I think they're going to run that in on August the 23rd. Uh, I mean... How, how do you think that's going to work with a, 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 the grandstands and the infield and everything so massive there? They definitely have room to spread out, and I think they want to run it with, with fans and everything. But, I mean, what what do you do? Like every fifth seat, let somebody sit? or I mean, that's, I, I wonder if, if any cars... I, well, I, I, I think... Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I'm hoping, but, you know, that's, that's a few months away. And you think about, you know, it's only been, we've only been dealing with this pandemic now for about about nine weeks, eight and a half to nine weeks. So uh, life was fairly normal before this all happened. And suddenly they shut basketball down. And the last nine weeks have seemed like nine years. Mm-hmm. So you really have, uh, I'm hoping that a lot of states continue to open and progress. And uh, restaurants are in, in Tennessee are allowing 50 to 75% occupancy now inside. People can go in and sit down and eat. Uh, I think South Carolina is allowing people to eat in patios outside. So we're gradually opening uh, the economy back up. I think the hope is for IndyCar racing that by August uh, you'll be able to have fans there um, and uh, and be able. To, and it's been and you mentioned it's a massive facility that seats two hundred thousand people. Plus you got all the uh, you got all the uh, area in the infield where the golf course is. There's plenty of room to spread out. I think the other reason that Roger Penske wanted that race to August. Aside from the fact that you want to be able to run the Indianapolis 500, uh, the greatest spectacle in racing, with fans, was he wanted to be able to understand that so many people involved in the sport, so many major sponsors, are European-based. Right. He wanted to give time for the people in Europe to be able to fly to this country safely out of where they are uh, and their corporate sponsors to be involved. McLaren's involved in, that, in racing now. Um, and there's a lot of Formula One people who are coming and in, investing in U.S. open-wheel racing. So... 
you want those people to be able to show up and be there. Uh, uh, in the few minutes we have left, Dr. Punch, um, now you are also, as I've pointed out, and I love to point out, you quarterbacked under Lou Holtz at uh, NC State. And what do you think about the possibilities for college football? I mean, I listen to the the, the commentators all week long, and you know nobody knows what's going to happen. And maybe some teams in a conference won't be able to participate or, or whatever. But um, as a former college player and sideline reporter, what do you see as far as college football goes? Well, that's a great question, and you're right. No one, none of us know what's going to happen. Um, in the and depending upon where you are um, in the country, I mean, the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, and the ACC, with the exception of two schools, you know. Uh, Boston College and Syracuse, they're pretty positioned to be able to play. Now, if John Swafford, the ACC commissioner, said, okay, we'll play, but we can't delimit, we're not, we're not traveling to Syracuse, we're not traveling to Boston, uh, then that's so be it. But you're going to play, and you can't penalize the other schools. The SEC, Louisiana is still because of New Orleans and, you know, in Kentucky right now, but those, they'll probably be open. I've got to believe that they will, uh, and, and the schools are already announcing. In Tennessee, they just announced yesterday that schools will return to camp, uh, students will return to campus for the fall semester in August. So they're going to open the campus back up for regular classes in August, meaning the players will be back, and hopefully they'll be able to get on the, on the playing field to play. Um, so it's sort of like the way I look at it is like if there's a big forest fire going on in California, uh, who says you can't go camping in Colorado? So, uh, and I think the commissioners are saying, look, you know, we, we're, you know, we hate the fact that there's still a lot of some states in the Northeast and, and Central that are not open, but that may affect the Big Ten. It may affect the Pac-12. But as far as the ACC and the SEC and maybe even the Big 12, could be able to play because that's a lot of people getting in. You know, we'll do it the right way, and I'm not sure how they'll do it if by that time well, they will reduce the 50% capacity of the stadiums or 75% or season ticket holders only. You don't know. But I firmly believe we'll play. Uh, I think every Power 5 commissioner believes they'll play. Now, not all of them believe we'll start on time. We may not start September 1st. It may be later. Uh, and, you know, and, we, and again, we may not be able to have fans at complete capacity early on. But I firmly believe, especially in the SEC and the ACC, uh, that we'll be able to play. What a great analogy with the camping. <laughs> that was, that was I great. Loved, that was great. Uh, we got no time left, Dr. Punch. But where can uh, uh, all of us and our fans and racer, r- racing people... Uh, here, Dr. Punch, these days? Well, I, I do um, I do a little, my own little radio show in Tennessee on Mondays, uh, and there's a chance I'll maybe be back like last year. I wasn't. I was planning, I was planning on just relaxing in the fall, uh, but ended up doing eight or nine college football games, so, so we'll see if I do those again. And maybe I'll be in South Carolina. I always love coming to, to South Carolina to, 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 to see the Gamecocks, and I love going to Clemson uh, to be a part of the Tigers. So hopefully I'll be in there doing a college football game, and maybe I can join you again sometime and we talk racing. Well, that would be great. My daughter's a uh, goes to Carolina, and I've been a Gamecock my whole life. So maybe we'll bump into each other down there. Well, that would be awesome. I would love that. Well, Doctor Punch, uh, Greg does a great job getting us guests, and I know he and uh, and uh, Alan Hill. We all really appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, just can't thank you enough. You stay safe, and uh, great hearing your voice on the air. Well, anytime, guys. Give me a call. Love to join you, and uh, you, you, you got you got one of my favorite people there, Greg Moore, and I always thought the world to him and his dad. And I'll never forget when his dad told me he said I he said I told them Ford engineers in Detroit they can bring all of them they want to down there, and my boy here, Greg, with a screwdriver, will out tune any engine they got. So, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and he was dead right. So uh, anyway, you guys have thanks for having me on. And you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Okay, thank you very much. Appreciate that, Dr. Punch. That's Jerry Punch. What a great interview. And uh, I think this is Nelson trying to call in. So let's go to our next break. And we'll be right back with more Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness. And you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. It's Paul's morning. Hello? Nelson, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I didn't turn my mic on. Okay. I've got some other music coming in from somewhere. Let me figure out. Okay, got it. All right. A little glitch there. I'm, uh, I wasn't too good at this before we had the... Uh, Layoff. Before we had the layoff, so I was... <laughs> but I did get his theme. I did find uh, Nelson's uh, lead in there. How are you doing, buddy? I was doing pretty good. A little chilly this morning. It is chilly. It's about uh, football weather out there. Well, Nelson, a lot has happened, and... Uh, uh, a lot has happened with with no action on the track, really, and there's going to be some tremendous changes coming up. Um, I don't know where to begin in the in the 15 minutes we've got here, but what do you think about the uh, uh, the overall way that NASCAR is going to handle this, uh, trying to keep the races within driving distance of Charlotte and uh, and the limitations on the crew members and everything. Alex. All of them being very smart, working with the states that, uh, that you are willing to work with them. Uh, you know, but there's a lot of scrutiny on it, you know, from the health standpoint uh, and from the way they're going to orchestrate the races. So a lot of people looking at it. Uh, the iRacing is going to attract a lot of people that never watched before. And there will be a lot of people watching because there's no, nothing else to watch. Well, it's um, it's definitely different. That now they're going to uh, limit each team to what sixteen people altogether, right? Sixteen people that includes the car owner, the driver, all the crewmen, PR people, whoever. Over sixteen per team, and and uh, if you don't adhere to their uh, regulations about. Uh, you know, the social spacing, wearing the mask, et cetera. I said they will fine you up to $50,000 per person. Good grief. So, you know, uh, they want to make sure that you're going to obey what they're trying to do. Because, as I said, uh, government is really keeping an eye on them. If it doesn't go well, then what's going to happen to the other one? So they really want to make sure everything works out right. Yeah, NASCAR, uh, NASCAR does a pretty good job at that over the years. and They really do. Uh, and before we forget it, a uh, little sad news this week. Tommy, Tommy Mullins, who was a truck driver for Yates and other teams, he passed away, a heart attack. And Ray Lee Wood, uh, Glenn and Leonard's brother, passed away this week. Oh, man. No, I'm sorry. Sad to hear that. Um, well, Nelson... Uh, we had some driver. We had a driver change uh, because of a very unfortunate incident with Kyle Larson um, using a racial slur. And I only bring that up again because 
I've got to tell you, Nelson, I was kind of surprised at the guy they picked to, to replace Kyle Larson, Matt Kenseth. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the sponsor. But if, if getting back to the, quote, racial slur, I don't know who was addressed uh, to, whether it was uh, done as a friendly uh, banter between them. Uh, whatever happened, it was kind of surprising coming from Kyle Larson, who... Uh, himself has been subjected to some racial uh, problems in the past, being partial uh, Japanese. Right, and his grandparents were even interned in one of those uh, internment camps back during, in California in, uh, in World War II. So, you know, crazy things happen. I just, you know, I, I was talking to Greg and Alan earlier. You know, you just, that word just can't slip out. You know, if you don't use that word all the time, you got no problem, well, but if it's part no, of you your... you just can't use it, period. But well, exactly. the problem being, uh, you know, if you're white, you can't use it. If you're black, you can't. Uh, so the black people with the music, I think they've got to clean it up because that's where a lot of the white people uh, are you know, getting it from. And it's like so many other words. Uh, Calling your children a kiddo. Um, a kiddo used to be a derogatory term. And now you're calling your, your children a kiddo. Uh, things change with the past, but they change with. But, uh, you know, it was a rude awakening, and I think for the long run, it's going to help out a whole lot of people. Yeah. But, you know, this afternoon we've got the eye racing at North Forksboro going on. Uh, more of what the Chiefs can do uh, between now and the end of the year uh, or the end of the season, they've got 70 hours of wind tunnel time they can use. Uh, the new fall will not come out until 2022. Uh, the teams can now, the drivers can go back to using the uh, uh, Ford Chevrolet Toyota uh, simulators. Uh, you know, GM's tech center will say we're going to build a trial, but it's now on hold. So, you know, a lot of uh, things changing. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, Kenson's going into 42, but now we have Ryan Newman back in the six. And, you know, fully, uh, fully recovered from his crash at Daytona. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these new young drivers, uh, have the physical stamina uh, you know, to do these uh, so, so close by, uh, you know, time-wise. Uh, I remember back here you know, when we used to run, you know, three, four uh, nights a week. And uh, uh, one time we went, I forget where we raced the uh, day before, but then we went to Asheville Weaverville, and it was dirt. So we had to uh, convert the Asheville far over the dirt. Uh, you know, so it's going a whole lot back to where it used to be, and maybe it will trim a lot of the cost, uh, you know, in the future. Uh, as a result of, uh, you know, uh, numerous crash at Daytona, uh, there are a number of changes that were made to the car. You know, I have a check valve on the oil tank to keep the oil from running out if it's upside down. Super speedways, they close the throttle body up from 59, 64 to 57, 64. 
a pursuit paper on the rear bumper, uh, bedroom low roll bar supports, uh, have to have an intrusion plate, uh, no aero ducts, uh, you know, any number of changes. Uh, but the biggest thing, as far as trying to keep everything close to home, uh, and I don't know whether every crew member is going to drive his car to Darlington, uh, or whether they're going to have, you know, three or four, uh, in a car, but I'm sure they'll be limiting them, uh, you know, so that they don't have 16 people crowded in one van. Right. Well, I tell you, Nelson, it, it, you're right. Uh, this is something we've never encountered before. I mean, we, I think we've encountered, uh, you know, epidemics or, or whatever you call it with uh, some different diseases, but people that couldn't travel as much and there wasn't quite the the the, the social distancing that you have now in these, these real big cities where you got, like, New York's got 8 million people or something, and... Uh, but you got to, life's got to go on, but we have to adjust to it. And uh, I'm not too much on electronic games or nothing, but apparently they have a they have a tool in the sport. As you know, me and you, you consulting with Larry and everything, we, we we started one and built one just to see how it would apply. At least we at least we can learn the technology if they, if they do much more of this stuff. So. Uh, yeah, well, uh, the program for Rockingham, I forget it was 1966 or 67, talked about having uh, all the uh, cars driven remotely. They had the real car on the racetrack, but you would be uh, operating it remotely. So, uh, you know, a lot of these uh, things that were forecast in the past are coming about. Uh, one thing that nobody has considered with no fans in the grandstand, there's going to be more oxygen in the air. And I don't think there's going to be much of a problem on the cup cars because uh, the computer will adjust it. But on the expanded cars, where you're still running a uh, conventional distributor and carburetor, you might see more engine problems because they're running too lean. Wow. Hey, smart, ain't Leave it to Nelson. I mean, but that's got to be true. And they're talking about, uh, you know, the the air is so much clearer in Los Angeles. And, yes, and, fog lift. And then you can see it from outer space how, uh, um, you know, these different uh, filters, I guess, they can put on there to show carbon monoxide and all this stuff and the air content, you know. And it's it has cleared up. It's, it's helped Mother Nature. I mean, Mother Nature's working against us, I guess, in a way with the disease itself. But as far as cleaning up the atmosphere, it's um, it's doing it. It really has. And, you know, the way I discovered the uh, oxygen, uh, working with some of the uh, top tool and funny cars years ago, uh, you know, you get down to the end of the grandstand, you're down about 1,000 foot mark, and all of a sudden the engine would blow up. Because all of a sudden you were getting a lot more oxygen when you got down past where all the people were uh, inhaling the oxygen and exhaling carbon uh, dioxide. So I came up with a deal which used medical grade oxygen, and uh, you could actually measure the oxygen in the air uh, and found out that there was a considerable distance of difference. And uh, in the stock cars, we ordered over. At sea level, you figure how the air is going to be good there. 
But there was a lot dirtier there and had less oxygen because of all the chemical plants up in New Jersey. Yeah, I, you know, Nelson, I, I can vouch for you on that because, you know, we we done a lot of testing over the years and you looked over the data and, you know, we were fooling with the synthetic oils and what particles per million within this and that. And we do know that, uh, well, just like the dyno we had at the shop, you know, we started pulling indoor air in, instead of the exhaust fumes and that sort of stuff and it stabilized it. I remember a couple of times I had the crew guys walk back there and they were always, you know, could go back there and look at the numbers and uh, see what was going on. But I told them, I said, don't walk over there with a cigarette. That's right. It's amazing how little things like that can affect it. Nelson, we got less than a minute to go here. So, uh, look, we're going to let you go. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week with uh, a whole bunch of races in a short span of time. You got it, so let's hope everybody remains safe, and we'll talk to you next week. We'll do that, and thank you so much, and I'll try to answer the phone next time you call and not uh, okay. be worried about hanging up on you. Thank you, buddy. Sure. Okay. Uh, all right. That's Nelson Crozier, who uh, I didn't want to answer the phone when he was calling. I was afraid I'd cut off Jerry Punch because I just no, – I was I afraid I'd cut off, cut off Jerry Punch. But we, uh, uh, we're going to take our – Top of the hour break right here and come back and talk to Carrie Tharp, who uh, can really fill us in on how Darlington came up with this, uh, the schedule that they're going to have. You're listening to Start Your Engines from Spartanburg. We are Fox Sports. The home of Open Mic Daily is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Sports trending now. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver held a one-hour conference call with NBA players on Friday and said if the current season resumes, it is expected that fans will not be present when it does. No decision on whether or not to resume the current season needs to be made before June. And Silver also said that if the season does resume, the idea that makes the most sense right now is to return to play collectively at one or two potential sites like Las Vegas and or Orlando. UFC fighter Jakari Souza will not fight in UFC 249 tonight after he and his two cornermen tested positive for the coronavirus. All three are asymptomatic. The other 11 bouts will proceed as scheduled tonight in Jacksonville. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. We are... Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. We're having just a little bit of trouble getting Dr. Tharp, getting (laughs) Carrie Tharp on the phone. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and let Alan do his local things and um, run down and tell us what's going on and what's happened and what's going to happen. And I'll sit over here and try to get uh, Mr. Tharp. Mr. Tharp. So take it away. All right. We did have some racing going on last weekend at Cherokee Speedway. It was on pay-per-view. Is that right? It was a big race. It was a $10,000 to win super late model race. And uh, them boys really did put on a show over there. They also had another division over there. It's called Run What You Brung. That Run What You Brung class, as long as you had an 8-inch rear spoiler and an 8-inch tire, anything else goes. Uh we kind of messed around, decided we'd go over and we we kind of tired of sitting at home, so we decided we'd go over and doing that run what you brung class, and uh, we didn't bring enough. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> now, we can't be having that now. Oh, can't be having that. We either got to figure out if, if we're going to run one division or if we're going to run another division, but then the run what you brung class, first place went to Brandon Dockery, second place went to Austin Atkins, third place went to Roger Hamrick, Fourth place went to Chris Mercer. Fifth place went to Josh Wilkerson. And then in the super late model, which was the main event. Like I said, 60 laps in this main event. 
Uh, first place went to Brandon Overton. Second place went to Chris Madden, a local driver here. Uh, third place went to Kyle Strickler. Fourth place went to Derek Ramey. Fifth place went to Zach Mitchell, another local driver ran here. Sponsored by Clary Hood over here. Clary Hood Grayton over here off Interstate 85, everybody knows. Sixth place went to Jonathan Davenport. Seventh place went to Ross Bales. And Ross Bales is another local driver. This uh, race, it was on pay-per-view on Speed 51. And uh, Casey Roberts actually jumped out front in this event. Led 59 laps out of the 60. But on the last lap, he got passed by Brandon Overton. And uh, these boys in these super late mile, Greg, they have no radios, no mirrors. And uh, if you get out front, you don't know how, how close second place is behind you except for people that stand on pit road. And they got these lights in their hands, and they call light sticks. And if you get out front, they kind of open them up, close them, get them closer and stuff like that. But uh, evidently, Casey, uh, Casey wasn't looking at his crew member on pit road. And uh, second place kind of pulled a, pulled a little trick on him down in the first and second turn. So, uh, also this week, uh, that's, that's fascinating. Yep. That is really, I thought you were going to, but I said, that's fascinating. I thought, I, I, I thought you were going to say they used the pit board or something. they holding up the, uh, chalkboard or something. No, they got, uh, they got different kind of lights. They got light sticks, they different colors. So you, uh, stand on pit road, you kind of lean up against the fence. Once you get out front, you just kind of start opening it up and stuff like that. You got to know what your colors are on your light sticks. Some of them put black tape around them to make them uh, different stages of lights and stuff. That is wild. But these boys, like I said, there are no radios. They got a transponder just to tell them that there is a caution on the racetrack to slow down. But as far as your teammates communicating with you, because uh, in 60 laps, these boys is, like I say, they uh, wide open and... Sometimes if you back there being second or third, you can kind of save your tires. And then if you get that caution with seven or eight laps left to go, and first place has kind of used his stuff up, the second or third place man can really, you know, the last six laps really put the hammer down. Well, that sounds a little bit like old-time NASCAR. We didn't have spotters. We didn't have radios. Uh... A lot of things like that, and the drivers didn't know who was up and behind them unless they was looking in the mirror. And uh, like I say, you, you, you might have had somebody creeping up on you so much laughing you couldn't tell the driver, or, or you had a pit board. And uh, I remember we was up there at Charlotte with Wedley one time, and, and Roy Ward, who was a good friend of the team, later worked for NASCAR and stuff, we about Bud like wore that man's arm off. Doing, I mean, he always had to put something out on there. It didn't matter if Wedley's in a crowd of cars or whatever, easy. Well, we won the race that day, but uh, it made it harder. It made it harder. Uh, I remember one time going to North Brooksboro when Baby Grand was running, and uh, Ricky Pearson was going to drive a Baby Grand race car that David had built for him up there. And uh, Ricky, Ricky kind of done pretty good in that Baby Grand car, but. I remember David telling me, I mean, we're still in high school and stuff. I remember David telling me to, you know, put on the chalkboard, slow down, and go out there and stand out there and hold it because Ricky was far out front. 
But for uh, some reason, we didn't get the trophy that afternoon. I don't know what the deal was, but we come back home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Pearson got in. The, got in. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think whose car it was. Start your engines. Uh, no, it was in when it's running. Uh, their their bus car or in. Oh, this is Perry Wood. Thank you. Put you on hold the, and get you right on the air. And yep. uh, what happened? Uh, uh, something about that deal. We had a we had a had too low a gear in it. Uh, Pearson said as soon as he got in the car, you had like a four eleven or something, and it, so it, and, it, and it and it needed it needed a four hundred. And Pearson got out, and I mean he he said, "Well, I let the boys do it," and blah blah. blah. First thing I know, the car had. Car had, had, had too high, too low a gear in it, yeah. and all that stuff. So it, it's it's an advantage sometimes if you got a good race driver like world best David Pearson. Yep. But it might it's a little bit different if he's your daddy. Yeah. We have breaking news. Kerry Tharp is out weed eating in the infield at Darlington, and he's going to call us in about twenty or twenty five minutes. Okay. So uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Also, also <laughs> I'm glad he checks his. <laughs> Answering machine every now and then. Go ahead. You got a lot of time. All right. Also on this uh, weekend, this, uh, that was last weekend. This weekend, we got Travers Rest Speedway. Travers Rest Speedway putting on a good show this weekend. They started off last night. They got a big show over there. Uh, the Mid-East Street Stocks. This this race is going to pay $5,000 to win for 50 laps. Uh, had over 40 cars registered in. And... Uh, I like uh, Travers Rest Speedway. They will be on TV. It will be on Pit Row TV for nineteen ninety nine. That you can be able to sit and watch this thing. Gates over there at Travers Rest Speedway are going to open up today at three o'clock. Pretext going to be at four o'clock. Drivers meeting at six o'clock. Cars are going to be on the racetrack at six thirty. Now, are the fans can go to this. No. Fan, oh, okay. Fan, this is this is another one of them deals to where you can only have five members per okay. per car, and uh, like I say, it's going to be on pit road TV, and divisions uh, over there support divisions at Travers Rest Speedway are going to be front wheel drive, mid east modifieds, and thunder bombers. In this deal, also at seven ten street stops, they're going to have their last last chance qualifier for this main event. 10 laps, 12 minutes. At 7.20, they're going to have another last chance qualifier. 10 laps, 12 minutes. Top three will advance. At 10 p.m., the main event will start there. Last night, they had some uh, pre-qualifying. They had heat races over there. From what I could see so far, at heat race number one, first place went to Timmy Smith. Second place went to Race McMahon. Third place went to Jamie Madison. Second heat race. First place went to Jamie Coggins. Second place went to Andrew Blackwood. Third place went to Colton Dimsdale. In the third heat race, first place went to Andy Stewart. Second place, Michael Barbary. Third place, Dwayne Estes. In heat number four, first place went to Billy Thompson. Second place went to Grant Parr. And third place went to Marty Reed. Them boys will automatically advance to the main event. And it'll be up to these last chance qualifiers. Another thing about Travelers Rest Speedway, in their little program, it says 1125, all motors are off at 12 o'clock. They locked the gates, so you better be out of there. <laughs> <laughs> or, you're, or you're a prisoner. Are you a prisoner there. 
Also on this local racing, we got Cherokee Speedway going to race again tonight. Tonight on the schedule at Cherokee Speedway, we got the 602 late models. Going to pay $600 to win. They got the Super Sportsman Division, $600 to win. The Thunder Bombers, $400 to win. Stock 4, $500 to win. Extreme 4, $300 to win. This is also another five crew members at $30 a piece and $25 to get the car in. No, uh, last week over there, the concession stands were closed. So, uh, I advise you take you something to eat. If, uh, we must around, we had 50 chicken wings over there, Perry. And I thought about you whenever I had them 50 chicken wings. Well, I'd be good for about five. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Concession from, uh, They didn't come from Dudley's, though, no, did they? No, they didn't come okay. from Dudley's. But uh, see, that's another thing with this social distance. And these racetracks are kind of co-inhering with what they're supposed to be doing. Well, and, you know, I was just thinking, they're going to let people go to restaurants like 50% capacity or something. Well, if you had a restaurant in the racetrack and it was open, you could go to the restaurant at 50% capacity and that way sneak Travers Rest Speedway will, I think, from what I've seen, they will have their concession stands open, but there is no eating at the concession stand. You will automatically have to take it back to your pits. Okay. So, I mean, that's... Uh, but I was thinking about the way if the fans could get around it. Yeah. Also, at Cherokee Speedway last week, they did check our temperature while you were sitting in the truck. Before you went through the pit gate, there was a guy out there. He checked temperature on all your crew members that were in that truck to see if you actually had temperature. And I, I laughed at Jada. I said, get the ice chest out. And she said, what? And I said, I'm going to put a piece of ice chest on my forehead just to make sure I get through. <laughs> I, guess, I guess if you'd had a run-in with somebody, your temperature might uh, be a little high anyway. But I guess it's one of those, they like, aim it at your forehead, one of those. Uh, yes, that was it. Okay. But, uh, Pretty good deal there. Also, we got Lancaster Motor Speedway. Lancaster Speedway is going to be running Renegade Division, Crate Sportsman Division, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, V8, Extreme 4. Down at Lancaster Speedway, the gates are going to be open at 4 o'clock. Hot laps will start at 6 o'clock. There will be no driver's meeting. This is another five, five people per car. It will be on their Facebook Live, so... This is kind of a, like a free race. We got two places here. It's going to be on Facebook Live. Also running again tonight is going to be Lawrence Speedway. So at Lawrence Speedway, we got limited late models. Going to pay $800 to win. 602 late models, $600 to win. Thunder Bombers, $400. Four-cylinder, $500. Front-wheel drive, $300. They will also be streaming live on their Facebook page, so you can actually watch it. Lancaster Motor Speedway and Lauren Speedway will actually be on mm. Facebook Live. That's good. So you can actually watch some racing, live racing, mm -hmm. not something that's been taped 10 years ago. And you don't have to pay $20 to watch it? Don't have to pay $20 to watch it. Okay. That's exactly right. Uh, like I said, I think these boys over at Travers Rest Speedway, they've been playing this Midi Street Stock Division here for a little while. Uh, that's part of that Josh Helms boy. You remember we was talking about Josh Helms about, uh, right before we went off the air? He's part of this deal of putting on this program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this is a deal of uh, no race fans. So 
kind of like last week at Cherokee Speedway. When you don't have race fans, now you have to go back. You Don't get me wrong. A lot to think, you know, like Hoosier tires. You got VP fuels. You got dry dean oils and all them boys. They stepped up to the plate. Each one of them give like $1,000 to help put on this show. Right. I mean, you, you've got, you've got, don't get me wrong. Uh, talking to a boy last week, he was talking about Clements Automotive over there building the super late model motors. Said they was fixing to get caught up. Also talked to Lance Wright from Barry Rice. They was always talk, they talking about they getting caught back up. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been so far behind, but now everybody's getting caught up because nobody's been racing. So, uh, now you either get to a point of, uh, am I going to start laying my help off? Am I going to start, uh, what am I going to do here? Yeah. Have you got a lot left there? Uh, no, I don't. No, I mean, I, I, you, I just got to take a, a break here in a one minute. But yep. I mean, do you have, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You got more? No, I don't have that much okay. more. Well, we, I, we then got, I got a we quick. Got, we got about four or five racetracks racing this weekend. That so, sounds uh, great. Uh, let me ask you, uh, this is a soft break, so it's, I can fudge it, but. How much of the gate goes towards uh, the purse? In other words, if you got any, if you don't, you're talking about other uh, the sponsors like Hoosier and whatever taking up the slack. But how much of the fans that pay to get in the race and and everything do, does that go towards the purse of the race, or does that all or most of it? I know you got to make a profit, but does a lot of that go just for the Operation and the upkeep of the track. Upkeep of track and insurance. Okay, insurance. That, that insurance deal on these race tracks is probably you know it's it's outstanding. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. And to put it on a race, you got to have at least probably fifteen twenty people standing around, staff and stuff like that that you've got to pay, and you know you got to have your record, you got to have your ambulance and stuff like right. that. And I mean, you know, so obviously it hurts. Yeah, it hurts if you don't have fans. So you don't right. you, you lose your concession money. I mean, that's uh, right. That's another big part of. That's it. probably a big part of it. Yes, it is. Well, it, it really always has been. I mean, it, it, you take Martinsville at the hot dog stand. I'd hate to know how much that hot dog stand takes in at Martinsville. A bunch, <laughs> especially if I'm there. Well, you know, that's a question we can ask Kerry Tharp because uh, he's a. Uh, Yes. Going to give us a call here in a few he, minutes. He's going to give he... us a call here. He can tell you about how much fans, you know, like I said, I mean, that's about like Cherokee Speedway and all of them right now to try to take up. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. They've kind of cut the purse down a little bit. They Now they're charging us $25 per car. They've kind of went up on us as far as crew members and stuff like that. But, you know, now you can only have five crew members. You've seen how many people, yeah. you've seen how many people last year come to come around our car yeah you know uh we usually bring 10 12 people even though they don't work on the car mm-hmm. but they want to be next to the car right. and they won't be part of it but now you only got five and you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings saying well i've already got my five picked out yeah i mean that's uh that's bad yeah that's a bad deal it it, it you know over the years especially before the big sponsors come in we really relied on friends and and People like that. I mean, if if the deal that week was to catch gas for me or something, oh, I definitely put it in the hands of somebody else, throw a shirt on them, and away they yeah. go. The guy that took the, the the empty cans and went and got fuel and come back. 
I mean, that's, you know, that guy, you know, don't get me wrong. When you got to take a key personnel and let him go get the gas, and instead of that, you know, the volunteer guy, that that's what really hurt. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take our last, uh, well, not our last break, our next break, and uh, come back and pick up on this. If, if Carrie hasn't called yet, we'll jump back right in where we are now, so... You're listening to Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This is Start Your Engines. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirits' tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirits carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. Wouldn't it be nice if road trips were easy? Anyone need to go to the bathroom? Nope. I went before we left. Hey, you in the sedan. Smooth merge. At McDonald's, we're making things easy. Introducing the savers menu. Simply choose from the sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, sausage McMuffin, or medium premium roast coffee and get another for a buck during breakfast hours. Easy. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Breakfast hours vary by location. Excludes iced coffee. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. And welcome back to Start Your Engine. Still waiting on Carrie Tharp to call. So, uh, carry on with your thought there. If, if you weren't done, uh, we got we got time. We got a. Why well, you was asking me about my race car? And I sent you a picture of it last uh, Sunday morning. It didn't look as pretty as it did whenever we took it over on Saturday evening. Did they check your temperature after that? <laughs> uh, no, uh, they didn't check my temperature after that. Well, I tell you. While we got a second here, let me just run over a few things. Um, I'll do a lot of this I can do next week, like uh, updating the point standings because we'll be a little closer to uh, the races themselves. But here is the schedule on Sunday, May the 17th. 
Uh, Darlington is going to run a 400-mile race on Fox, and that will begin at 3.30 in the afternoon. That's next Sunday. On Tuesday, May the 19th, the Xfinity Series will run a 200-miler at Darlington under the lights on uh, FS1. That'll be at 8 o'clock. On Wednesday night, I'm sorry, yep, yep, Wednesday night, that's correct. Um, There will be a 500-kilometer race for the cup cars, and that's on FS1, and that will start at 7.30. So you got Darlington on, um, well, then we got the one more on, um, no, that's right. So you got Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at Darlington for cup. Then on Sunday, May the 24th, is the World 600, and they're going to run all 600 miles of them. And that's um, uh, Sunday, May 24th. That's on Fox, and that starts at 6 o'clock. Then the next day, on Monday, May 25th, which is actually uh, Memorial Day itself. I mean, I think that's the day everybody will have off that Monday, or a lot of people, is the 300-mile Xfinity race on FS1. And that will start at 7.30 at night. And then the next day, on Tuesday, May 26th, the Gander trucks will run at Charlotte for 200 miles on uh, FS1. And that will be at 8 o'clock. And then the next day, on Wednesday, so you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, they're going to run a 500-mile kilometer um, cup race at Charlotte on FS1. So this is for the big boys again, and this is at 8 o'clock, and I know the kilometer at Darlington won't be on the road course, but I'm kind of thinking, I wonder if that's the, the Roval, because Charlotte could run two different tracks. So uh, Charlotte, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I mean, it's every night you're going to have something on a race to watch on Fox. That'd be fun to do, wouldn't it, Greg? Well, it wouldn't be too fun for me, because I like to work and everything, but I, I would like to concentrate on one package for at least a week. And I, I was always working on Daytona Sonar Heads and stuff like that. But you get moving around like that, you pretty much gonna, ain't going to have time too much for R&D. Well, that's part of it. I every race is R&D now. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you can't practice or qualify. But, you know, even even the, the crew guys, you know, they get pumped up with them fans out there, too. I mean, it, it's... I want to see this thing, like I say, I don't want to see nobody get hurt. Uh, and uh, this is the greatest country in the world, and we'll 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 get this thing whooped. But uh, the fans being involved in it is, is a very big key. Okay, let me uh, touch on a couple other things here. Yeah, we're not going to have any fans for a while. So, um, Oh, let me thank, before we go any further, Lanny McKinney, who does our website and... Uh, Lanny will be coming over after the show, so uh, because I forgot to hit start and record the show under the flash drive, so Lanny will take care of that for us. He's our safety net, and Lanny does a great job. He maintains the Budmore Engineering website and uh, our Facebook page, and we thank Lanny for everything he's done. He had seven weeks off, and now it's time to get back to work, <laughs> like all of us. This race at Darlington... Uh, the one on May 17th, this is 400.2 miles, and um, they are going to run stages on these races at uh, 90, 80, 185, and 293 laps. And I'm not going to get into all this because you won't remember it, but they are breaking these up into stages. The uh, 600 at Charlotte 
will be like it's always been, um, stages of 100, 200, and 300 laps, and it's a 400-lap race. So those are your three stages there. Um, and, of course, they will qualify for Charlotte. That's the only one they're going to have qualifying for. No practice, no qualifying for any of these other races. I guess they're going to start by what? Point standings or something. Or, you know, a, a good question for Kerry when he gets through uh, eating his weeds. And um, But they are going to run for the Bush Pole at Charlotte on uh, May 24th at 2.05 p.m. Kind of a weird time. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> says here the team will be allotted 60 to 90 minutes to uh, prime their engines and make final adjustments. What do you think right. about that? Priming the engine, whether they're just warming it up or... Yeah. Is that what that means? That's pretty much what it means. We we kind of start our engine up at a certain time over at Cherokee Speedway, kind of warm it up and everything. And uh, you got to get that oil temperature up. Got to get the oil temperature up. Get get everything lubricated. Get everything warmed up before the driver goes out there and just kind of a cold start on the motor and stuff. But uh, we're talking about not qualifying and stuff like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Qualifying in the Winston Cup race, to me, I mean, you see your driver start back at the back. He's got enough time to come to the front. Mostly, I think what that qualifying does is give you your pit road starting position. You know, your truck. Oh, it means a bunch. They, they caught on us I up mean, there at Martinsville. And uh, when we had uh, the couple of years we had Earnhardt and we pulled it even with Allison, if we didn't, if we didn't qualify in the top four or five, which usually we did with Bobby and, and Rick, but we would uh, we didn't get too upset about it because what we do we pit on the back stretch, and it Gathaway couldn't figure that out. And he finally somebody said something because was up there and we hit the pits real quick and had a quick enough crew to get back out, and we'd be leading the race where we was running seventh or something like that. Gathaway <laughs> told he said I done figured out what you and Greg are doing. Y'all done been snookers yet. Where you qualify now, you can't just say, I'm going to go back over here. You're going to be here where I can see you. Well, what Bud Moore told me one time was he liked pitting on the back stretch because, and that's usually where the slower guys went. And I, and I think um, yeah. uh, a lot of people, because the radius and everything of the first turn is uh, it's, it, it, it's narrower. And he said it sort of threw you down into the pits quicker than uh, than coming off of that wide sweeping turn at the other end to pit on the front straightaway. Well, for one thing, you get your other drivers a lap down, so they can't pit on the lead lap. So that means your rope, your pit road is going to be wide open down through there. And don't get me wrong, back in the day, you could run wide open down pit road. And now, nowadays, you got to stay over in that 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. Exactly. And if you got 20 cars pitting on the front straightaway, and if you've only got two cars pitting on the back straightaway, guess what I want to do? I want to pit where there's only two cars at because I know I'm, I'm oh, clean in and no clean doubt. out. So uh, that's part of it. You know, back in the day, your Winston Cup champion used to get first pit stall every time. You know, and I'm glad that NASCAR kind of cut that out, you know, because whenever you was, you was last year's points champion, you got your pick on pit road to automatically to start with. You was automatically, you know. You could get out better and see Earnhardt at that point in time. Don't get me wrong. 
they good group of children's them. They won championships. You can't argue with the record book. Earnhardt Grove for us, fantastic. Uh, but they, I think that had a lot to do with a couple of their championships because they had War Eagles. Wasn't their name with chocolate and all of them and uh, flying aces. Yeah, flying aces, flying aces. You're right, Perry. War Eagles. That's Auburn. <laughs> you know. Which was Danny Fowler, your Jack man, the big Auburn guy. But yeah, yeah, Danny, yeah, Danny's big. Uh, but no, the Flying Aces that was that was Chocolate yeah. Myers and those guys. But uh, Kirk Shelmerdine. But thing was, they're gonna beat you out of the pits. Man, that's just the way it works. Just the way it works. And if they beat you out of the pits, that people you ain't got to pass. And that's part of it, you know. And right now, you know, a lot of you drivers are starting to pick the first pit stall in. Ever since they started this 55-mile-an-hour speed limit on pit road. I love to have now, a gap. Oh, yeah. I like that gap. I know it was bad for Mark Barton several years ago you know, Daytona when he comes through there, but I love to have that gap in front of us. Yeah. If you had that gap, you never did get caught on trip on pit road because you didn't have to put your car in reverse to back up. And don't get me wrong, some of you drivers or some of your tire toters got to where they'd drop that left rear tire or right rear tire on pit road to where it would block the car behind them from getting out. No, that's gamesmanship. Gamesmanship, right there. <laughs> and, uh, all right, let me touch on a couple of things here. We're waiting on Kerry Tharp. If he doesn't call, he doesn't call. And we'll Dale Lemon used to do that to us. Throw that tire right out. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Dale Lemon. Oh. If we, if we was pitting right well, behind Richard. Get him on the show and I'll ask him about it. And he hit that tire. Oh, he had control of it. He didn't have to worry about running down there. It was deliberately as strong as he wouldn't have. <laughs> you right where to put it. Yes. Okay. Um, it was announced, I think, day before yesterday that Indy, Indianapolis, the, the Indy Car Series, is going to have their first race at Fort Worth, Texas, at Texas Motor Speedway on June the 6th for the uh, Genesis 600. And I'm sure that's 600 kilometers. And they've got uh, uh, a whole schedule here. With uh, moving to Elkhart Lake on June 21st. Richmond, which the IndyCars haven't been to Richmond in a while, uh, on June 27th. The Indianapolis Grand Prix on July the 4th, which runs the same day as the Xfinity race at Indianapolis. So that's a doubleheader with Xfinity and and, uh, on the road course uh, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Then uh, July 7th in Toronto. 17th at Iowa, back-to-back days. The 17th and 18th, they're running 300 milers um, at Iowa, two days in a row. August 9th, uh, mid-Ohio, and then the rest of that month, with the next two weeks, um, will be leading up on August 23rd to the Indianapolis 500, which uh, everybody's, and me especially, loving that race as much as I do. I can't wait to see how... Roger Penske's going to handle it. He's in charge of IndyCar now. He's won that race 17 or is it 18 times, and he's uh, absolutely determined to uh, maintain the, the all the traditions and everything that goes along with Indianapolis. You got to let people come in Indy. You, you got to let. Well, I, I don't think they're even anticipating not doing that. I mean, they're they're going to have now whether you know that's what I asked Doctor Punch. I said, are they going to let them sit on every fifth seat or how are they going to work that? But you know. That's a big place. They got 300,000, I think 350,000 seats, you know, just the seats. And they've been known to have crowds over a half a million. 
count well, infield people and everything. That's right. an awesome place. I, I just, I'm glad Roger took it over because he has a lot of respect for the place. He has. A, he might have been the best person that could have taken it over. Yeah, I, I would say so, Perry. Um, maybe we can have Alan on one of these days. I'm looking here at the schedule for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And um, they've got here their next race is going to be May 30th, the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix on Belle Isle. What are you laughing about? You've got Alan on. You're talking about Mike. No, I mean, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, one of them hill boys. Yeah. Uh, June 28th, they go to Watkins Glen. Uh, June, I mean, July 5th, Bowmanville, which is in uh, Canada. And then back to Lime Rock um, in Ohio on July 18th. We'll get more into that later. Here's the tough one, though. With the next minute and a half I've got till the next break, they may not have a Formula One season. No. They're in uh, they're in real trouble internationally. All that traveling, yeah. And uh, as of yesterday, um, I've got the latest thing here. Uh, Formula One chairman Chase Carey has admitted that the sports owners are preparing for the possibility of no racing in 2020, and. They only had sold tickets for the first two events, which were at um, uh, Bahrain and someplace else. And that's all the profits they've made so far this year. They're, um, and they didn't run the races. So their they're, they're, uh, profits are down 84% in the first quarter. Because yep. they haven't done anything but sell some tickets for a race they couldn't have. You talking about this WeatherTech series? Most of these guys got three and four drivers, and half of these drivers are out of United States. Yep. So I guess they'll have to come in here and get quarantined and stuff for fourteen days before they can actually race. That's right, and uh, and it says here they expect to have the European races without fans, and um, they're working through different methods by which they could do that without spreading the coronavirus. Um, they think it would be more likely that fans could attend races in the latter part of the year, like maybe starting um, in September, which would leave and, and go until December, mid-December, because they can, you know, juggle around different venues in the world where it's not going to be wintertime in December for sure. And um, that would include the U.S. Grand Prix, which is in Austin, Texas. So, uh Grand Prix's got a big problem. It's a it's a fascinating yeah. series, and I love it. Love that too. With the they really have the pomp and pageantry and everything. But man, they going from country to country is going to be tough to pull off. Yeah, and you know a lot of these countries, you know, I think everybody all over the world's trying pretty hard. But you know, some of these countries just don't have medical budgets and stuff to do so much. So it might be one of these things to where. If they'd had to do it all over again, that they would just, just. But then you got the sponsors and obligations. Nobody saw this coming. I mean, this, no, this, it, 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 it. Everybody's doing everything on the fly. I mean, yeah. I mean, we really are. Well, let's take our last break here. This will be the last one, and hopefully, we'll get Kerry Tharp to call. And if he doesn't, maybe we can have him next week. He won't. He won't be very busy the day before he has four raises and. Uh, he'll make it up to us. If he, don't, if he don't come on, he'll make it up for us. So. Maybe he'll slip us under the fence. But anyway, we're going to take a break right now. We'll yeah, come hey, back. Hey, that's, that's the deal we're going to make. If 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 he don't come on today, then we won't 
about four or five passes to sit up there in the suite. We ain't going to be around nobody. We'll sign an affidavit as long as they got some gal serving drinks and a few sandwiches. Doesn't have to be a gal. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad, would it? No, it wouldn't. No, that's your assignment for the week. We'll be right back. You're listening. <laughs> you're listening I'll to, work on it. You're listening to Start Your Engines. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the twice the ice location near you, visit spartanburgwater.org slash ice. Ice, So, what if you're walking out to your car after work today and it's been mashed by a runaway garbage truck? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. Having your own State Farm agent means having a real person there to help you when things go wrong. So when accidents happen, you've got someone you know who will be there when you need them. Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg is that State Farm agent. Cliff's got your back when things go wrong. Call Cliff Gobert on East Main Street today, 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? 
Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. You think you know me. Okay, and welcome back for the last 20-minute segment. Actually, it's going to be more like 14, but uh, we... Uh, Actually, it's going to be more like 13, but we've had sort of a comeback show here today, trying to get back in the groove a little bit with me pushing buttons and uh, and just uh, Greg did a fantastic job of getting Dr. Punch and a fantastic job of getting Carrie Tharp. I did uh, call him a couple of times and he was out weed eating, uh, probably in the infield at Darlington, he said, just out in the field. Um, I don't know if he's going to have time to call us back or not, but if he does, we will talk to him. And if he doesn't, maybe next week. Um, well, we'll see what Greg could line that up, getting us in a, a sweep for his punishment. Face this way, if Donington's getting been getting as much rain as we've been getting up here, he's got a problem down there in the infield. Yeah. How's that been affecting the dirt tracks around uh, here? Dirt track, uh, last Saturday night over at Cherokee Speedway, track was a little rough, but... Uh, Track owner, he texted Danny and told him that they had an open practice session over our last Friday night because a lot of you super boy, super late mall boys, they come in early for the deal, so they left the gates open all night. They come in there and practice a little bit. He was supposed to plow the racetrack up and rewatered it, but somehow or another the plow broke, and uh, all he could do was actually put water on a hard racetrack, and you know what that does. So he called Danny and apologized to Danny about how bad the racetrack was but Danny told me said I don't think it really mattered we had a we had a flat tire in the heat race and once we come in and changed it we uh messed around went back out and we had to start uh, 20th in the main event and coming back up to the field things just didn't quite work out so good for us getting back up to the field but that's the way things are going to be on Saturday night sure okay we got Carrie Tharp thank you for filling there for me, so I could answer the phone. And how you doing, guys? Sorry, I was late. I was out, out uh, mowing, weeding, weed eating some some of the property. Is that the property where the they're going to do some racing this week, or is that your own property? What's that? No, this is racetrack property. Okay. Well, you've got quite a quite a few days coming up here. That's it's really unprecedented in the sport. Uh, it's almost. Uh, it's almost similar to something like the last three or four days of speed weeks or something like that. So <laughs> you've uh, uh, you've got quite a – and the whole world's going to be watching, as they say. So uh, you've got a lot on your shoulders right now, and, and we're so glad you had time to talk to us this morning. Well, you bet. I, I always try to make time for you guys. You guys are special people, special uh, – your family is very special to the sport, very special to Darlington, and uh, – yeah, we got we got enough to say grace over right now. That's for sure. Uh, we've got uh, uh, three races coming up in four days, uh, albeit without fans in the stands. Uh, but uh, it certainly is. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, quite the challenge, quite the opportunity, and you know we're really looking forward to it. Uh, it's um, it's a real honor to be able to bring live sports back to this country. And you're, uh, and you're the one that's, you are the one that's doing it. I mean, I think there's some sort yeah. of wrestling match or something maybe tonight, but I mean, you're, Darlington yeah, is the, is the, 
UFC fight or something like that. But, yeah, we're going to be really the, the first live sporting event to speak of uh, to come back a week from tomorrow. And uh, that's very, very exciting. Yeah. Look, go ahead, Greg. One, one thing, and this popped in my head while we're, you know, while we're waiting and, and talking and different things, waiting on Carrie uh, to get over the phone. But uh, ironically, it's, it's, it's 220. Well, in 1960, considering this would be the other 500, which it brought back then, but uh, they're going to be running some many races. But in 1960, Daddy and Baker and Jack Smith got together, and we won that race. What, how many years ago would that be? 60. 60? Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be 60 years ago, Greg. That's, that's, uh, I, I was two years old at the time. I was only three. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But that just popped in my mind. Carrie, um, now, these two races that you're having, the two cup races, one on Sunday the 17th and another one on uh, Wednesday the 20th, that has nothing to do. You still have the Southern 500 on Labor Day. Is that correct? Absolutely. The Southern 500 is uh, is still uh, on schedule. Uh, all systems go September 4th through 6th. And uh, it'll be the, uh, I guess, the 71st running. Of the uh, of the Southern 500, we'll also have the Sport Clips Xfinity race on Saturday, uh, which has become a very popular race as well. So, yes, indeed, uh, these are these are additional races that were were added to our schedule. Uh, but that Southern 500 is still right there on Labor Day weekend, and uh, we're uh, we're counting the days down to it as well. Well, I understand that uh, it's one of the great, as far as I'm concerned, second. Or third, uh, there's only two or three races in the in the whole country that are that really stand out in my mind. And the Southern 500 has always been my favorite. But let me ask you this now: um, Do these other races now do they do they have corporate names, or is it just going to be like the Darlington 400 or the or whatever? <laughs> well, I think I think we'll have some some uh, final information on that uh, probably Monday. I know that our corporate sales team uh, has been working real hard to try to sell entitlement sponsorships. But the main thing that these races are is, is it gives us a chance to get back to live sporting events, gives us a chance, <laughs> excuse me, to, to bring NASCAR back and really kind of honor the real heroes throughout this whole deal. And that's the health care workers, the first responders, law enforcement, uh, EMS, uh, the essential workers, grocery store workers, all those people that have helped us get back and get through these times. That's what these races really uh, are, uh, and, and and they should be. Now that Wednesday race, it says here uh, what the schedule I'm looking at: 500 kilometers. Yeah, 500 kilometers. Uh, not exactly sure why they why they uh, dubbed it that, but that's around 311 miles. Okay. So uh, the race on Sunday, the the 17th, will be a 400 miler. The race on Tuesday, the 19th, will be a 200-miler. And then the race on Wednesday, uh, the second cup race on, on Wednesday, will be around 311 miles. Well, now let me ask you this. Will the uh, uh, When the race is over on Sunday, will y'all be required to, you know, like evacuate everybody out of the infield and then, they, and, and then the Xfinity teams come in? And then when they, their race is done on Tuesday, they leave? And the cup guys come back? Is that? I mean, you can't have the two there at the same time, I don't guess. 
Absolutely. And, and the main thing about uh, that we want to accomplish here is to maintain a safe environment inside that racetrack and around the property. And so these are all one-day shows. Uh, teams will arrive Sunday morning. Uh, they'll go through some medical screening. Uh, no practice, no qualifying. They'll race. Uh, they'll depart Darlington. Uh, then Tuesday, the Xfinity teams will come in. They'll go through some medical screening, no practice, no qualifying. They'll race. They'll depart Darlington. And then Wednesday, uh, the same thing. Uh, the Cup teams will come back Wednesday morning. No practice, no qualifying. Uh, they'll race and, and depart. So these are all one-day shows, and, and none of the three races have practice or qualifying. Boy, that's going to make an exciting first turn on the uh, first lap. I think so. I told my guy we better put all the records out there. <laughs> There may be something up here against the wall. Yeah, well, put some on the back stretch because a few will limp around halfway. But um, mm -hmm. the um, I, I think it's very exciting. I mean, this this is uncharted territory. Nobody's ever tried to run without practice. And I think you've got a, a shot here at some surprise winners because who knows who's going to hit it right right off right off the truck. Well, you know, it's a great point, uh, and the races are, sh are uh, uh, shorter. Than the Southern 500. Now, 400 miles, uh, the two cup races, 400 miles and 311, as opposed to 500. I think that opens up the window of opportunity for other teams, too. And you're right. No practice, no qualifying. Really, the only adjustments you can make to your car is during the race. And so, you know, who's going to hit on it right? Uh, who's going to have the right setup when they unload at Darlington? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty... Pretty nerve-wracking, and I would imagine those teams, ever since they got back to the race shops here about seven to ten days ago, they've been hard at it, uh, going over their notes, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what's our best setup at Darlington. Yep. You've got to remember, too, it's going to start at 3.30. Typically, the Southern 500 starts around 6.30 in the heat of the summer. Uh, it's not going to be as hot uh, here next week as it typically is Labor Day weekend, so... There's so many variables that come into play, the temper, track temperature, the, 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 the you know, the, how the car is going to respond. Um, it's it's going to be, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how all of this plays out. We're talking to Kerry Tharp, president of Darlington Raceway, and I, I've got to go off of racing for just a second. Our, uh, I guess he's a station, station manager or uh, anyway, um, he has his own show here every day. From uh, three to six, a uh, gentleman that says he knew you back at uh, in your South Carolina days. I'm a graduate of South Carolina. My daughter goes right. there. But um, uh, Ryan Clary, I don't know if you remember oh, Ryan yeah. or not, but he sure remembers I you. Do. I sure do. I'll give him my best and tell him I said hello. Well, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm sure it's, we've only got like two minutes left. Let me ask a real quick question. What happens? I mean, is there any contingency plan for rain? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got air titans on board. We've got jet dryers on board. We have uh, lights, obviously. Uh, and, you know, if, if we can't get the events in, we'll, we'll push them to the next day. Now, you know, they got to get up to Charlotte and race on Sunday uh, for the Coca-Cola 600. So we have a, probably a couple days in there to, uh, 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 to play with as far as uh, inclement weather. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And, and uh Hopefully we'll have a, a, a day like today because down here at Darlington Day, it's beautiful. Yeah, I wish I was 
making my plans to attend, but uh, I will be, uh, I think the whole world will be watching, like I said. And, Carrie, we're going to let you go. You can get back out there and get that bush hog or whatever you got going, a weed eater. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate you coming on and and, and appreciate Greg and uh, you maintaining such a great friendship so that you come on our show. Well, I appreciate it. Your family, uh, Greg, means the world to us and at Darlington, Bud Moore. All the history that uh, uh, you know our racetrack has with your family and David Pearson, and everybody from up there in that upstate area, uh, great friends of the track and always will be. So I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, okay, we can't thank you enough. Wish you had more time. Thank you very much. We love Darlington too. Still do. It's our favorite. It's, it's our track. Thank you all. Y'all have a great day. Okay. You okay. Take care. Thank, thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. All right. That's Carrie Tharp, and uh, well, we only got thirty seconds left, so uh, really? just take a deep breath because next week it's going to be on. Not this coming week, starting a week from today. Well, no better place than Darlington to start back this racing season. I mean, that's all I've got to say about that. A lot of local stuff going on. Yep, it might be one of the biggest watched events, not by people in the stands. We know the TV means the bunch. But uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. Well, I can't wait. So, uh, look, we'll be back next week to uh, talk about it again. And we'll see uh, how this is all going to play out. I'm sure Greg will get us some really good guests for next week. We're glad to be back. In the meantime, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox your home for the herd with Colin Cowherd weekdays at noon is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3.